Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My giddy aunt, it's episode six of the 12 Eggs of Easter, sponsored by Bet365. My eggy aunt! Yes. (laughs) Half a dozen. Yeah, we're up the half a dozen now. Little box, put them in a little box. Dirty half dozen. Yeah, the dirty dozen. Tell you what, we've we've got a big one for you today. This time we have a managerial egg in the in the uh, form of former Italy manager and shoe salesman Arrigo Sacchi. Top level management Mm. egg in the nest. Influential egg. Really influential. Groundbreaking egg. Yeah. Racist egg. Was he? Yeah. What are you doing? What did he do? Why are we starting with that? I'm just saying, well, you've got to bring it up. I'm at the end. Like. All right, okay. <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. By the way, he was racist. You know, okay, you've mentioned it. I, I, didn't, I, wasn't, um, I didn't know about this. Uh, no, neither did he I. Was, he's denied being racist after he's cut his in. There are too many black players at youth level in Italy. Evidence that the nation is now without dignity or pride. Well, How's oh, he in no. here then? Oh, ruined We're it. have to crack on. <laughs> but that's a shame, Peter. You've got to bring it up. It's fair right, enough. You know, that's a recent news story about Arrigo Zaki. Like Very much like Jim, who, when he brings up eggs because he doesn't like to eat them very much. Mm. Exactly. It's a funny omelette. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Well, this profile, or whatever you want to call it, egg thing, is uh, has been... It's got egg on its face, soured. isn't it? It's yeah. tainted. It's tainted. Sorry oh. to bring it up so early, guys. Uh, you know, I, maybe I should have brought it up at the end. You've kiboshed our momentum now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's focus on his football. I've scrambled the egg. 
Yeah, you have scrambled mm, it. You let's focus on a time before he said racist comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> oh, well, that is a shame. He's um, an incredibly important manager when it comes to um, uh, football, people who were never footballers, for example. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have him, you would never have Jose Mourinho. Uh, you would never have... Right, uh, don't, like, don't put that on Saki. <laughs> <laughs> you would never have... Um, he's done some terrible things, but... Uh, you, uh, you would never have um, the kind of... Um, the high press kind mm-hmm. of like... A bit, Italian football was very different before he arrived. It was. And he changed a lot. Yeah, I, I, and and to add to that, Pete, considered by many, uh, what you're saying there, is one of the most influential managers of all time. When you when yeah. you see the lists of great managers in the history of the game and whatnot, he's in there. Mm. Might and, not be number one, but he's in there. And Italian mm. football at club level was still hugely in hoc to the old Catenaccio, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. Mm. The old Helenio Herrera kind That's of thing. Right. And and um, it was much more safety first, much more defensive and all that kind of stuff. And, and Arrigo came along. Arrego came along and he was more like a... <laughs> it feels like he was a more like proto-Guardiola type. because he, Protein he, Guardiola type. He was. Because <laughs> he loved total football. Yep. He brought those Dutch players into Milan. And of mm-hmm. course, we're used to seeing the link between Dutch football and um, yep. and Barcelona. But actually, there was one... There was one there at Milan as well for a while in the 90s when he was there, or the late 80s. Yeah, he famously never played football at professional level. No. And he would often get criticised and and put down by people saying, well, your opinion doesn't matter. Even at Milan as well, even when he'd earned those stripes. Yes, when Um, he got the Italy job. People say, what, this shoe salesman, really? Back to back European Cup. I know. Come on. Yeah. Well, his famous quote... What, European um, egg cups. <laughs> yeah. His famous quote, which which was often uh, um, used when, when people would, would say these things, is, I never realised that in order to become a jockey, you have to be in, you have to have been the horse first. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I like very that. famous quote. Yes, yeah. very famous. Well, he started coaching his local team uh, at the tender age of 26. And he said that I was 26, the goalkeeper was 39, and the centre forward was 32. I had to win them over. Yeah, and that would have been so tough. 26 would've years old. would have been so old. tough. It would have been. I mean, if, if a 26-year-old was managing my Saturday side, I would say, have you ever have you ever scored a perfect hat-trick? Yeah, but yeah. to be fair... What, what does it feel like? Working, <laughs> working in his favour was the fact that at that time, he looked about 56. Yeah, he did. So he didn't have to give anyone his age. He yeah, very true. On. But it, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing story because... When we say he started at, at that that local side, I mean this was a local side very much amateur, very low level amateur. Mm. To kind of work your way into football, never having had a playing career, really earning your stripes. I know we like Jose Mourinho did it now, but Mourinho was you know the, the, we knew him as Bobby Robson's translator. He was still in the in the world in of the, in, yeah. yeah in in the the eye of the press and whatnot. And uh, uh, whereas whereas Saki, this really was working your way mm. up. It, you know, trying to get the CV beefed up a bit. Yeah, I mean, it just it's almost like one of us taking over a Sunday league team mm. and then trying to work your way up to the national team job. And he actually managed that. It's similar to what Maurizio Sarri's done, really, because yeah. Horncastle will say that um, there's a you know, the old saying. I think I've heard him say it before anyway, where you drive around a certain part of Italy where Sarri's from, and if you see a bunch of guys playing on like a local football pitch. That team has probably been coached by Sarri at some point. Yeah. He, used to Sarri, he used to coach sure. the very lowest level, and he would take every job mm. and he'd work and work and yeah. work. Starting in about 1990, part time while he was still working. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it is similar because obviously Sarri's at the time of recording at Chelsea. Yeah, um, at the time of recording, has not had a good professional footballer career. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wouldn't rule it out if he but, fancies it. But exactly. he got all the way to Chelsea though. He so. did all Imagine him going up and down the wing with a fag butt in his mouth. I'd oh love my. to see it. But it is very similar to Saki. But Saki won the European Cup with Milan and coached the national team. So it's even more 
than yeah. Sari. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Which, is, which yeah, is absolutely astounding. I, I enjoyed the Shelsea bit. Thanks, mate. Oh, sorry. I, I, didn't oh, I didn't hear it. We'll sorry, get Jim. emails. We always do. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right. He, he loved uh, his teams to play as a system-based team. It wasn't about individuals. It was, it, like, a, it was like a kind of really fluid 4-4-2, right? It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, he loved attacking, as, as you say. And um, he got his, his, uh, his big break. Um, at Parma in 1985, but they were in Serie C at the time. Yeah, like the third or fourth. Did he get level. promoted or something? Yeah, he got he got them promoted, yeah. and uh, a, a third third tier they were. They were back in Serie B, and they they were reasonably close to getting back into Serie A. And in the in the cup, the Coppa Italia, they beat Milan, and uh, that was where people really saw mm. this guy and Silvio Berlusconi, who was the um, the owner of Milan at the time, uh, said, "I'm having a bit of that." Now, normally when Berlusconi says that in a sentence, it's, it's, it's means <laughs> problematic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but with this, he, he basically hired the coach who'd beaten them in the cup. But yeah. he got, he got, Berlusconi got absolute pelters for it. He did. Because everyone was saying that this guy's got absolutely no credibility mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's a funny old thing. I mean, what you were saying at the top of the show about Saki Pete, you know, it shouldn't be ignored. Uh, and again, with Berlusconi, another, uh, you know, lot of uh, skeletons in that uh, closet. But... Credit where credit is due. You got to you got to hand it to him. There, he he went out on a on a limb and and hired Saki, which was one, quite a... one title in twenty years. You know that 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 like Saki came in, and sort of went. All right, I haven't won anything. I've been you know mm. in a, a shitty club. What the hell have you done? Mm. You know exactly. what I mean? when he came <laughs> also, in, the players and just sort of went. Yeah. yeah, as well because Catanaccio was so popular at the time. And obviously, that Milan side are known for the, that that imperious, incredible defence. But at the same time, attacking football, like he took. He took the, the the blueprint and the archetype and improved it. He made yeah. it better, almost perfected it. And I mean, that it's on top of you know coming in from being a shoe salesman. What an achievement that is! Like oh, I've never played the game, but I can manage it better than people than have. <laughs> yeah, great. people that have. It's incredible. And and like we say, he he went from Serie B with Parma to Milan. And in his first season at Milan, they won the title for the first mm. time in nine years. It just I'm trying to think of um, some sort of equivalent, but I can't really. It's uh, a step up, isn't it? It really <laughs> is. He's not. Uh, I don't think he's got much of an imposter syndrome. No. <laughs> no. I can also say... But he could have done quite mm. easily. The season they won the league, they scored 43 goals in 30 games. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a huge... It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. at, at the time, though, that was, you know... Comparable to the you know, <laughs> the very Man best City. in Italy, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I mean the, the, the side that they conceded fourteen goals in thirty games, mm. which is pretty good. It's incredible. I mean, yeah. the, the, a few years ago, the Telegraph did a thing on the greatest teams of all time. Now, this was just before Guardiola's Barcelona and Saki's Milan were fourth behind the Netherlands in seventy four, Hungary in fifty three, and Brazil in nineteen seventy. Yeah, it's not bad. Not too shabby. Not bad. Okay, so you might argue they'd be fifth in that list now. Yeah. I know it's very but, subjective. But his big, his big thing wasn't actually what they performed domestically of course he delivered Milan their first title for ages but they only won one title under him Mm. it was what they did in the European Cup that really got people got the juices flowing Mm. absolutely right all right we'll talk about that a little more Luke Moore after this I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quinn's 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Eggs! Eggs! E-double-G-S eggs! Welcome back to the 12 Eggs of Easter, sponsored by Bed365. Pete, press the egg button a few times. Yeah, I don't it, yeah. Thanks. There we are. All right. Yeah. Feel sated now. Yeah, I just like Satisfied. it. Satisfied. Just like it, yeah. <laughs> um, one can often think of Milan as the, uh, one of the traditional big boys in, in European competition. Maybe in the last few years, well, not maybe, definitely in the last few years, that's waned slightly. Mm. But they it's weren't. waned a lot. Yeah, let's be fair. It has. It? They haven't even been playing in it, <laughs> let alone <laughs> go towards winning it. That's true. Well, when Saki came along, their their reputation that chaps of a similar age to us will have uh, been well aware of in the nineties and whatnot was really brought along because of Saki yeah. in, with those back-to-back European Cups. And they were the last side before Zidane's Real Madrid did it to win European, Europe's top competition back-to-back. Mm. Um, and also, by the way, until Zidane did it, the only egg to ever do it because um, no one at Real Madrid, none of the managers at Real Madrid defended it mm. uh, back-to-back in the, you know, in the 50s or whatever. Um, and until Zidane did it, Cl- Brian Clough was never an egg. No. Mm. So no. Saki was the only egg to defend it. What is it? All the oh, the only egg to defend it. Yeah, I thought you said it was the only eggs until I was trying to think of an egg who was in. No, so Sedan obviously mm. did it. Yeah, as an yeah, egg. Yeah. But at that point, until then, it was um, it was the only egg to do it. Tell you what, though, he built some team at Milan. Yeah, they, I mean, let's be fair. They had some bloody good players. Well, yeah. he, he brought in the Dutch trio of Van Basten, Hullet, and Rijkaard. The back four: Tassotti right back, Barese, Costa Costa centre backs, and Maldini left back. Airtight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think if you scored a goal against that defence, doesn't matter if you were beaten 5 1 on the day, although unlikely that they scored five. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, that is, that, you should get a medal. Yeah. Ever, hand good. out medals, whoever scored yeah. against that back pretty four. Pretty good, yeah. That is a manager that was backed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. do you know that, like, um, they. The, they didn't concede many goals in the European Cup either. I mean, they, their first round, they won 5 0 in aggregate. Then they beat Real Madrid 2 1 in aggregate. 
I'm, I'm actually fast forwarding a bit to, to, to 90, by the way. And then they beat a Belgian side. Well, they beat side. Real Madrid, I think, 6-1 on aggregate. Uh, not the second time around. Oh, right. The but they still round. talked to them, though. Yeah. They didn't concede many, put it that way. And then when they played Story Bucharest, a very decent Story Bucharest, that's, in that's the 1989 final, 4-0 yeah, 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 yeah. in the yeah. final. Mm. Yeah. They saved their goals for the right time. <laughs> yeah. It's fair to say. Um, in, in the midfield, Frank Reichard, what a player he was. Sadly, a lot of people against him at Ross just remember him for spitting on Rudy Voller yeah. in the 1990 <laughs> World Cup. Um, but he was a fantastic player. Big Carlo Ancelotti. In the centre of midfield as well. And and that pressing style, they were trying to overrun midfields, essentially. And Rude Hullet was crucial to that, because he would come back as well and, and, and get involved. And Saki, they played zonally. He was a huge fan of the old zonal yeah. marking. And, and it that, wasn't about man-to-man. It was about the zones on the pitch. And if someone goes in your zone, right, you, you, you hand him over. And it worked a treat for them. Yes, they had the players to do it. But, but it's, also, it's also very difficult, not with Van Basten, of course, but with Hullet and Rijkaard, hmm. it's quite difficult in your own mind. And I was quite young when this happened, but I do kind of remember it. Quite difficult in your own mind to work out exactly what position those two played in. That's because right. they could sort of play anywhere. That's the total I mean, football, though, isn't yeah, it? Rude Hullet played off Van Basten in that cup final hmm. against Bucharest, but he played like sweeper at Chelsea for a bit. Yeah. Well, that, and that, but that's the total football, yeah, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, Rude Hullet to me was kind of, is he a forward or is he a central midfielder? Hmm. Because he would almost... You, we talk about the, the box-to-box midfield. He's an egg now, by the way, Pete. Is he now? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you talk about box-to-box midfield. It was almost like he was sort of, uh, how would you say, penalty spot to centre spot <laughs> shuttler. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah, would, yeah. he would help out in that press in the midfield, yeah. but would support Van Basten. He was an incredible player, Rude Hullet. Yeah, he like, really massive. was. And, and, and having Van Basten up front isn't too shabby as well, of course. Um, but despite having uh, this zonal system, of course, the players would be allowed to express themselves within that framework. And there's yes. that amazing quote, Luke. What did he say about... He the... said that um, it's like a, I'm a director, it's like a director in a movie. I assign you the role, but you have to interpret the role mm-hmm. as you best see fit. And he also didn't use a sweeper. Back then, remember, yeah. everyone in Italy was using a sweeper. Libero. Yeah, and he, wasn't, he didn't do that either. Uh-huh. I mean, he didn't need to do that because he, he had... Um, and the thing is, you know, catenaccio, which literally means to bolt the door, doesn't yes, it? Yes, that's right. You don't need to do that when you've got Baresi uh-huh. and no. Maldini uh-huh. and Costa. I mean, you don't yeah. need extra insurance. But you know what was funny about the press then, though, is that because many teams didn't do it, and you had those 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 brilliant players in there that that, that could do it, it freed up Baresi to play it out from the back. So of he it could more. almost be like a without them needing exactly. an extra one, exactly. Yeah. And then it freed up Van Basten either side Absolutely. of this kind of war that was going. on. You got the extra man to win loads of games one nil. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> People forget that um, Frank Rankard and Rude Hullet grew up together. Like their fathers mm, came to the Netherlands right. at the same time, so right. they grew, grew Didn't up. Didn't they the kick around in. the same yeah. part of like wasteland near their house? She's a bit mad, and then they just yeah. find themselves at the same club. Amazing, <laughs> yeah. really. Right. Uh, and then uh, in 1990s, you say they beat Benfica one nil. Uh, in the final um, Saki once said great clubs have one thing in common throughout history regardless of era or tactics they own the pitch and they own the ball that means when you have the ball you dictate play and when you were defending you control the space yeah that's fantastic that's kind of a quite a Cruyffy thing to say as well it mm. is quite a Cruyffy yeah. thing to say and you can imagine Guardiola saying that he can Jose Mourinho probably the second part um, yeah. controlling the space and whatnot, not maybe not so much dictating the play mm. but that's the thing that they were just in charge weren't they mm. although it's fair to say that surprisingly only won a league title in the few years he was yes. there. Yeah. But in 1991, he took charge of the Italian national side, which again, 
caused a lot of controversy because they were going, "What? This is getting out of hand." Yeah. <laughs> this bloody bloke, it's mad, isn't it? He doesn't know anything about football. Refusal to accept yeah. that if he's winning your back-to-back European yeah. cup, he's probably he got what it takes. Oh, I don't care what he's about. won, Jim. Yeah, yeah, what he's won. But but he but he didn't start too well. They failed to reach Euro '92, but then of course 1994 World Cup was was his side and. They didn't look too convincing at times, Italy. They until the knockout stage. They yeah, were, that's right. Baggio they were a little bit yeah. fortunate. Baggio dragged them through, but they still reached the final. But even then, I think back in Italy, from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, the press were a bit like, "Well, so what?" You know, we, we didn't win it, and they were a bit like, Neh. "Yeah, we weren't too be- weren't best pleased." Um, but one of the impressive things about that 1994 final, Baggio was injured. He was gone. He yeah. probably shouldn't have played the game. I think Verratti was playing on one leg as well, wasn't he? Exactly. Mm. At the age of about 50. <laughs> and they also had this sort of internal flights issue, didn't they? Yeah. They'd, they'd come from a lot further away than Brazil had. Yeah, and uh, and Brazil had a lot more, well, not a lot more, but they they had some good attacking talent, obviously Romario uh, and whatnot. But Italy managed to keep a clean sheet against them. You know, and, and they, it was the first World Cup final that ever went to penalties. Mm. They had some good players, Italy. My goodness yeah. me. I mean, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the glorious, shiny egg in the nest and now full egg that is Arrigo Sacchi, but his management career has been punctuated by having quite a lot of amazing players. <laughs> I mean, the, the first 11 that played the night, I mean, forget the European Cup business, the first 11 that played the final, Pagliuca, mm. Benarivo, Maldini, mm. Beresi, Roberto Musi. Missing Costa Curta. Yeah, Robbie Baggio, Alberti, the Al- uh, Dimitri Albertini, oh, yeah. Dino Baggio, Nicola Berti, Roberto Donadoni, and Daniel Massaro. Yeah. And and as you rightly say, a couple of players missing through injury, Costa Curta and, and a couple of others. It was an incredible group of players to play with. And I think from 87, whatever it was when he took over, through to when he, because he went back to Milan like 95, it didn't really work out for him. That seven or eight year period, Course, 97, I think it was. Yeah, of course, he has to do what he's got to do, but he has some good players. Oh, he did, yeah. When you were only six, though, they went out in the first round. Yeah. Which was disappointing. That's, why he, that's when he left, wasn't He it? left, yeah. yeah. And it was a shame because he never quite got Italy playing as effectively as Milan. It was very different. He wouldn't know, have as much time with the players. It's sure. difficult to gel them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But as you say, after coaching Italy, he then had a few uninspiring stints with Milan, uh, Atletico Madrid and Parma. But it was that time at Milan... And it's often with the manager, if you look at what they've won, and, and again, those backs about European Cups can't be understated, but it's the legacy and the influence. The legacy. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the thing, the interesting about his second Milan stint is that he was essentially hoisted by his own batard mm. because they became so used to success. I mean, Capello came in, mm-hmm. won things. They had four league titles in five years and they'd been to three Champions League finals in the interim period. And he came in mid-season for Oscar Tabarez. Yeah. And, and, um, the players were obviously a bit older. It wasn't as happy a camp and he didn't last very long. But part of the reason he didn't last very long is because Milan had a much more inflated idea of their own role now because yeah. of what Saki had done the first time yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just wasn't up to it. So it did come back to haunt him to uh-huh. a certain extent. But it's an incredible story of a shoe salesman going all the way to the Italy national team job with yeah. a couple of European Cups thrown yeah. in there along yeah. the way and as well. Rafa Benitez's his favourite coach as well, Pete Donaldson. Is that true? Apparently, yeah. Uh, yeah well, I mean, uh, Frank Ericard went on to uh, manage Barcelona and sort of create the blueprint for what oh, they achieved. Win, and, and win the uh, Champions League, yeah. And presumably yeah. that there would be some influence and some lineage through from what um, he experienced with Undersaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, very important in the modern game uh, and so on. But not letting him get away with it, of course. 
great shame about those comments. Yeah. Well, no, I, yeah, I, I, I think if you look at I think if you look at Italy, they've always had that um, uh, problem with um, older men who can't really understand. Um, That's probably most in European <laughs> countries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Italy in particular, obviously, country, yeah. obviously, they've got <laughs> yeah. they've got a lot of um, people who either weren't born in Italy mm. and, and, and and they play sure. for, the, for the national team and stuff. And and these are players who have got caps. One one thing with with Italy and um, older people. Don't like that sort of thing. Pete, yeah, you are, I bet he was celebrating when Moise Ken scored. He bet he mm, was. Um, if there's one person in this room who knows his way around uh, sake, mm. it's probably you. So hey. you want to have the final word? Get it I down. I like you? sake. There we <laughs> <laughs> well, I let Rigo have the last word. He says, football is the most important of the least important things in life. It's good. Mm-hmm. Which I quite like that. He was an entertainer. Good turn of phrase. Apparently he's very good on the TV as a pundit now. Philosophical yeah. egg. Yeah. He was, I was saying he's an entertainer. He used to be Star Wars, now a bit more in four wars. quite possibly Mm. Um, there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to episode 6 of our 12 eggs of Easter sponsored by Bet365 as always in this 12 egg series we're back tomorrow bye stop it (laughs) (laughs) this was a Radio Staccano production I used to really fancy Paliuk when I was a kid. He's a great lad. What a lad. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.